1: Hello, Sefi and Wing here for another episode of Goes Without Saying. Lucky you that you found this podcast episode. I hope you enjoy it if it's your first time here. And if it's not your first time here, wow, you returned. I really hope you enjoy it. This is a bit of a bizarre episode covering all things end of year, taking stock of life, authenticity, how to live your best life in 2021. And is that even possible? Who knows? I guess we'll just have to wait and see you there. Okay, I feel quite sick, actually. Yeah, same. (laughs) I feel nervous. I wanted to start by saying that I am literally crying my eyes out at all the messages.
2: Yeah. Everyone's feeling
1: crazy at the end of the year, right?
2: Everyone has had whole years and whole lives filled with shit and good things and it's just so stunning
1: yeah it's been a whole year two messages what i love in particular is when two different people from like completely different countries miles (laughs) apart send in a really similar or like complimentary sentiment at the same time on the question box on the story so and they sit right next to each other yeah and i thought that's quite beautiful so one person said that they are scared of the future because they're scared that they're going to be behind due to covid somebody else said they're scared because they're running out of time to do all the things that they want to do i just wanted to talk about this because we have this conversation quite a lot mm. off of the podcast don't we sefi
2: yeah
1: because i often will be like i just can't imagine what our lives would have been <laughs> without this pandemic and blah blah, blah our and joint the things life. that we'd be doing yeah in our joint life I think I almost take like a bit of like a sadistic pleasure in Mm. wondering what my life would be without this. But as we keep saying, I mean, I said to you yesterday, it's a redundant thought to imagine what I would have done in the September of 2020 without a pandemic, because I don't live there. In a
2: parallel universe where COVID didn't exist.
1: Absolutely. That's not the reality I'm dealt with. And I also, I kind of think we can have a bit of a good combo on the idea of running out of time. Because what a bizarre concept whose time are you, are you running against well <coughs> i'm gonna have to have some cold tea god it's really like there are demons in my throat like don't speak
2: <laughs> they're like the this is the last one okay. of the year right you need to shut up
1: yeah it's kind of dobby you will not
2: return to our this year he's closed the barrier there's something about the idea of running out of time which feels really specific to women as well because there's the idea of like your biological clock is ticking this is another one that i wanted to talk about i think they all feed in the idea that we mm. have we're fucked if you're in your 20s and covid hit you're fucked because these were crucial years for you to sort of procreate find a mate it's like who whose narrative are you buying into here you were supposed to be chosen by now yeah you were supposed to be chosen you were supposed to be meeting sorry i'm just taking my earrings out when i can hear that They're really annoying and jangly we're kind of not with it today i feel i think it's good because this is an informal app it's yeah. the last app of the year well
1: we've just had like an hour conversation and kind of got ourselves into a bit of a state. <laughs> of had a really lovely conversation about how much we've grown and blah, blah blah but now i'm feeling quite like i've got a microscope on me
2: yeah it's suddenly like I'm, i've done a bit too much navel gazing i think and now i'm feeling quite existential the navel gazing thing is an issue because i mean you cause problems that aren't there yeah yeah we go in too deep but we basically yeah okay we're feeling quite dreamy but i think it's quite a dreamy time dreamy True. saturn saturn jupiter yeah. conjunction was yesterday was it saturn and jupiter i don't know yeah yeah it was something in jupiter conjunct yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, yeah, they joined, whatever. And we're feeling dreamed. Do you feel like you're running out of time? Does anyone? Well, I know you all have it. My number one rule in life I have two rules in life one, don't fantasize about people you know. I break that on the daily. <laughs> and two, don't solve your problems at night. I break that on the nightly. So I just am in a rotation of breaking my own rules endlessly. And I woke up at about 4am in the middle of the night. And I was like, I'm running out of time. My birthday's in a few days, 27th of December. I'm going to be 24. What have I done? Who am I? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you were feeling quite agey all of a sudden. I suddenly was very aware of my age. And I remember it saying to you, I've never been worried about age before. And you're like, yeah, it's because you're 23. <laughs>
1: It's like, yeah, because you were turning 21, like, obviously you weren't worried about age. But I do, I do also think it's a thing. People I've seen, and I used to be that annoying person, no offence, but I do find it annoying to be like, oh my God, I'm turning 18. That's just so old. Like, I feel like I'm 14. It's, it's like, can we all just grow up? Literally. Can we just get out of this thing? Yeah, exactly. Like, these aren't your fears. They're somebody
2: else's fears put on you and you're just replicating them because it, it's like a cutesy thing to say and because of the paedophile culture we've been through it in the yeah. last episode of course we prioritize youth my mum always says um because she's got quite a good attitude to aging she's like well the alternative is i'd be dead so i can either turn 52 53 or i can die yeah so okay i'll turn 54 55 what a blessing to be turning an age that so many people don't it's like yeah i'm just grateful for more time people don't reach it
1: like even though i'm having a shit time sometimes yeah. i'd still like to have some more of it and fuck about it for a bit longer
2: totally and also we spoken before about that old woman that we saw that old woman that woman we saw with the gray hair in the shop in the the vegan cafe that time
1: mother nature as i call her in hindsight
2: mother nature the goddess of the world the queen yeah she was the most beautiful woman i've ever seen and she was probably in her 50s 60s and she was prettier than i've than anyone i've ever seen in my life
1: it was basically i don't know when we said this story but i mean it's not really much of a story (laughs) we just went for lunch one day and sat next to us unbeknownst to her was the most beautiful beautiful woman in the world and we were just kind of staring at her the whole time i can't believe i used to
2: see you in public in person by the way i know that feels like a long time ago which feels really weird but yeah we're just sort of virtual pen pals these days (laughs) yeah exactly
1: but this is why it's easy to get yourself in a rut of like but what would i be doing it's easy to open up that dream world of what that universe would look like if covid didn't exist for example
2: and kind of all the things you would have done but it's actually there's no proof to say you would have done any of these things oh but I would have this by now I'd be this by now and blah, blah 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 is that actually scrap that that's fiction you're writing stories you're writing short stories for yourself cut it yeah scrap it well
1: it's like let's not weaponize a parallel universe that we're not even sure exists
2: against ourselves
1: <gasps> let's not use that as a
2: tool a against to ourselves, ourselves with. With. a stick to beat us with yeah exactly a fictional stick to beat our poor little selves with when actually we've just been through a pandemic and we're like but I'd probably be prettier if I hadn't been in a pandemic. Like, yeah... We all probably would. Yeah. We all probably would be thriving, but let's cut it. Also, probably not.
1: I was going to say, I saw someone recently talk about, I'm not going to name them, but like a big influencer who has a lot of money, quote unquote. And they were like, oh, if I had his money, I would be doing this and this and this and this and this. I would have a chef and I'd be going to the gym every day. It's like, would you? Would you be going to the gym every day? Because you have a gym membership right now and you've got a free hour after work and yet here you are, you're not going. So let's not romanticize and weaponize the fictional version of ourselves that lives in a parallel universe that we will never access. So how do we get ourselves out of this feeling like we're running out of time? I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that, unfortunately, even though everyone um in their private life or internally feels as though they're running out of time and blah, 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 and nothing's getting done and blah, 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 blah. Publicly, and like in our external, we are performing, all of us, in this show that makes it look like we're all doing so much. And we're
2: all thriving. Are, we're thriving. We've said it time and time again, and many people have said it before, before before us and it's an old old narrative social media is fake we've been hearing this for the last like 10 years social media is fake of course everyone looks like they're thriving but it's so common that then you sit down with your friend that you've been looking at on social media or whatever and then you have this conversation like yeah we've both been going through shit right now yeah
1: and it's just a really weird symptom of the whole like because i've always hated the you're not alone narrative i've always hated that as like a soundbite you're not alone like i've always felt like okay no matter what's going on in my life that really it doesn't make me feel better
2: also i don't take any comfort in that because it's like i am and so are you i just think so are you and so are you and so are you we all are like don't delude yourself
1: yeah the social media thing is just another symptom of that where it's like as we spoke about in previous episodes when people say how are you and you just say oh, i'm fine how are you yeah fine but it's like we're all participating we're all perpetuating the cycle that is keeping us in misery because we are so desperate to believe that we are the only people
2: struggling with something well it's convenient isn't it it's it's convenient to think all the world's problems are on my back everyone else is just living their own lives it's all going so well for them and then you can kind of live in your misery a little bit which is at times quite a nice place to live it's quite nice to live in like the comfort of like almost like being a bit dissatisfied with everything
1: we all want to comment on oh everyone's just miserable in private everyone's miserable in private but it's like i'm not ready to Be miserable in public? Absolutely not. No,
2: no, no, no. Do you know what I
1: mean? So I can comment on and say, oh, social media, as if from an outside perspective, is completely fake, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, I'm upholding that more than I was a year ago. Absolutely. I'm not only upholding that on my personal experience of social media but I'm here on my little podcast and on my little Instagram making everyone feel bad about themselves oops
2: well do you remember when we first started this or not even when we first started this when it started to get a bit of attention let's say when it
1: wasn't just like literally you listening to it back and nobody else (laughs)
2: <laughs> you were our only listener for about four months <laughs> for years, just to check i'd said no names involved because <laughs> we had a scare the other day oh god when we beeped some names the other day i was reeling off names from seffy's past and she left them all in this was the most horrific moment of my life i was about to fucking upload the episode and i was like let's just go to a random point in the episode just check the fuck check fucking nothing just listen to a random point and i literally said bah, bah, rah, 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 the name and i was you idiot
1: even more embarrassing that i'm saying it cuz it's like they you think they're
2: important enough that you've told me about them and i don't know these people and i'm saying their name ah! Yeah, Erin didn't go to my school, and they're important enough from my school that I haven't spoken to about ten years. That I'm now speaking about on a podcast, and Erin knows it was mortifying. So I then had to like torture myself, go through that entire episode that I just spent about fucking six hours editing and scour it, start from the beginning, and just listen to it. So now I'm saying no to names because <laughs> that was <laughs> absolutely <laughs> a close shave. <laughs>
1: yeah, when we started getting
2: a few listeners, yeah, there were definitely people that would sort of try and push a kind of agenda of like authenticity. To us of you should be more authentic you should be more authentic online because they kind of associate um the facade the natural facade of social media and potentially wearing makeup being in a bit of an outfit and not you sitting in your pajamas kind of crying into a bowl of cereal they associate that with authenticity
1: well almost as if well sefi i know you and i know that only your misery is real your happiness and your beauty is not Hmm. something that's real to be
2: celebrated in public as if reality only exists in the negative and anything positive is therefore Um, artificial and fake it's just such a weird narrative and there was definitely there were definitely people in my life that tried to push an agenda of like be ugly on the internet and therefore you're real be ugly on the internet stop crying on the internet there there you go Mm -hmm. what you're saying will be more valuable if you don't look
1: good while you're saying it it reminds me of we went to an event which was great, before COVID, and Megan Barton Hansen was speaking.
2: This was one of the st- most stunning days of our life, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was really good. This is why it's hard not to think about, like, the... Pre-COVID life. Exactly. A little bit of insight for you guys. Fun fact, any Megan Barton Hanson fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Megan Barton Hansen was on Love Island, if you don't know, and she... I mean, I find it obscure situ- situation where you would know who we are. You found yourself listening to this and you don't <laughs> know who Megan Hansen is. But she was on Love Island. She used to work in a strip club, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and was like a performer. And now, then she went on Love Island and she had had like plastic surgery and things like that. And lots of different ways that she was villainized. I mean, I'm sure she's not a saint, but it still stands true. There were lots of different ways that she was villainized. And she said that, you know, her use of social media massively affects like her mental mental... mental health and things like that. Like she gets attacked on the daily by all ages, all genders, etc. And she said, like, you know, so I'm gonna be open about the fact that I would edit and photoshop my pictures I'll, I'll tell you that I have, I'll still do it. But like, yeah, like, of course I edit my pictures because I have like a million people looking at me. And then a man in the audience put his hand up and said, okay, but my daughters, for example, might one day look at your social media page and think, oh, well, I need to look like this. I need to do that, blah, blah, blah. So wouldn't it be more revolutionary or better if you uh, weren't just transparent by doing it? Why don't you just stop editing your pictures? Which is, a, you know, a sentiment that I'm sure we all at one point would have taken on as our own however i think most of us would think that that lacks the nuance to understand that if you are in a position with a million eyes on you alongside living your own life with your own struggles etc etc that just to be honest and goes without saying Nice. are you ready to give up any security blanket you have when you're already in a position that is so terrifying and so demanding i don't think so exactly and also does she owe a response to a man in an audience i would say not
2: but there we go (laughs) yeah it's a lot to demand authenticity from a position that you will never and have never experienced i think a lot of people there's kind of like a weird authenticity agenda that it's like i really want everyone to be real 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 but it's like that but you're operating in a space that prioritizes artifice like fakeness you're not operating having real conversations i think this podcast is so authentic for the fucking internet
1: we are authentic within this space But I agree, people have a different perception on what authentic is. Like, you have to look ugly.
2: Otherwise, it's not authentic. Otherwise, it's fake. It's the most bizarre thing. I think that's one of the things I've learned from this entire year of doing this is it will never be good enough for all the eyes that are watching you. One set of eyes will want this one thing. Mm. Someone says, like, no, actually, you've just got to do what you want to do. And hopefully people resonate. But you can't be performing. Especially as you're a woman. Exactly. But to perform realness is inherently fake it's just bizarre to be like okay so i've got to make an effort to be more real it's like well then it's you've just discounted the whole thing it's bizarre
1: yeah completely
2: one that i loved this is kind of a two-parter they said ditched my shitty grad ditched my shitty grad fuck (laughs) ditched (laughs) (laughs) ah Ditched my shitty grad program, got on antidepressants, moved to a new city, still an ever evolving mess, but that's okay. Sparkle, sparkle, sparkle emojis. Sparkle vibes. Yes, yeah, so true. Honestly, you're sparkling. That is so beautiful. I love it. So much growth. Yeah, so stunning. So, what's she done? She's, but this is what I love about this is that your success has taken, I think most people this year, like the wins in your life have taken shape in a way that you never would have perceived, i.e. going on antidepressants, is something that a few years ago may not have societally been been viewed as a success, but now it's like, fuck off, that is so successful.
1: Yeah, I saw a message that they said, I caved and got on antidepressants and now I'm not depressed, best cave ever. And it's like, yeah, best cave
2: ever, like. Fuck this world that tells you that you're not allowed to be happy.
1: Yeah, there's only one way to look. It's kind of be natural, be
2: natural and miserable please yeah there's only one prescribed way to be happy and it's just do yoga in the morning and be thin and don't really eat eat whole foods and and fuck your boyfriend suck his dick yeah that's how you be happy (laughs) yeah yeah so what have they done? um so let's go through them one by one yeah she ditched her shitty grad program
1: we love to see it okay i love the sound of that also i love that they said i ditched my shitty grad program in reality it was probably cancelled because <laughs> and they were crying about it they were like i fucking wanted this grad program so bad <laughs> but what a beautiful sentiment
2: but what a beautiful sentiment you came out of uni thinking with your little ego your little bags packed thinking i'm gonna do my grad program and then you think fuck it yeah this world is fucked this isn't bringing me happiness this isn't bringing me joy really brave to ditch that so brave we were saying again we say all of our best bits you should you guys should turn up earlier i don't know why we say all (laughs) of our good things before you're here the warm-up act is quite a lot better than the main performance actually yeah (laughs)
1: yeah yeah we were saying before we started recording about how we spoke about months ago Mm. you either choose like fun and a laugh and maybe real happiness and anxiety Or you choose stability and security and boredom
2: and boredom. So your options in life are fun and anxiety or stability and boredom take your pick
1: and I think that is the case for a lot of people if you feel like you've been prescribing to ideas or goals or achievements that weren't really yours and you were just told that that is the idea of what you would be as successful when from a young age you kind of thought oh yeah I'll just go to uni and then I'll do a post-grad yeah, of course I will yeah <laughs> and blah, blah 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 yeah people in our generation or people who are around the same age to us are coming out of the other end of the times of prescription in the sense that if you've been in education you've been indoctrinated into. An ideology from you can't remember otherwise. So this is your first experience of no wonder you feel like you're running out of time because you're looking around at where your peers would be and there's suddenly only a handful of them and they're all doing either something that you think is really similar, they're all doing the same thing but you don't want to do it, or they're all doing completely different things and you don't know where you fit into that. And that feels so scary because you've never been faced with it, it's not actually a scary um, time to be in, it's only because you've only ever known looking around a room full of peers and you've all been in a similar ship.
2: When you meet someone that is very attached to a goal, for example, they, they've got their sights set on being a vet. I was thinking vet too. Well, it just kind of is the most vague thing that I don't really know anyone that wants to be that. So it's like no one can get offended. <laughs> I feel like growing up, I, all I knew were girls that wanted to be vets. It's that all kind of... Um, wait, what did you want to be when you grew up, when you grew up? When you were like a kid? Well, funny you should say that because... Big old vet. I'd
1: never wanted to be anything. Oh, really? No, no, no. And I used to think, I wish I was just a girl who wanted to be a vet. <laughs> Quite Gatsby. I wish I was a beautiful little fool. <laughs> Not that there's any problem, obviously, with being a vet whatsoever. When I was younger, I used to really wish... That I could just be someone who would just like pick a clear vocation and follow my life through clean and easy. But I just think, of course, I was five years old and I didn't know what I wanted to do because.
2: Why are you ingrained with capitalism?
1: What I'm doing didn't exist. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, I do not dream of labour. I don't have a dream job. I don't dream of labour. But it's almost like I actually am glad that as a child I didn't prescribe. To something that made adults happy. Because it's meant that I'm like difficult as an adult. Like I've, I've been so lost. But it's so much more rewarding to do something that I know I enjoy. And to really push for it and fight for it. Than to just kind of give in to what I felt like was expected what about you what did you
2: want to do when you were little be a vet (laughs) no 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 straight up actress from day one i was i mean think of the doctor who no i was yeah pushing to i wanted an agent so badly when i was younger like i wanted i was so convinced i wanted to be on disney channel did you i more wanted to be on tracy beaker
1: and now i'm like thank god i wasn't on disney channel what about like hannah montana
2: yeah i mean i would definitely wanted, i formed a band with my friends that we all wore wigs we were called the Iceberries. Ooh, i love it have you not heard this no what friends give me their name and i'll announce it and you won't edit it out <laughs> nope (laughs) (laughs) it was if you're listening hey but it was me and my sister and our two friends when we were younger we had a band this is actually hilarious if you're listening we started a band when we were younger we'd clearly watched Hannah Montana we all bought wigs and we were called the Ice Berries and we recorded four songs one was called I Hate You and it went I hate you I hate you and it would go like that wow (laughs) and my name my Hannah Montana name was Zinnia White (laughs) why do I feel like that's something you would come up with tomorrow like you literally that's the same you yeah no completely I would come up with that now Zinnia White yeah Zinnia White I thought was the most stunning thing I've ever heard And I had a big black wig and we did a concert so yes I did want to be on Hannah Montana as a short answer to your question yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yes
2: thanks <laughs> but yeah straight up actress just actress 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 but I think what I was really getting at as a kid was that I liked sort of fiction I think that's basically what I was getting at I liked Tracy Beaker for some reason that I couldn't explain and I thought okay so you just go straight to Danny Harmer, Justine Littlewood blah 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 you go straight to them but actually it's like no what you actually like is the the fact that they're they're playing characters that were written and all of i think actually it's like no you liked the behind the scenes but as a five-year-old you can't access the behind the scenes so you go to the you go to the surface level that's my theory anyway
1: i don't know if you wanted to say this on the pod but you've had an interesting epiphany with ego
2: this year oh my well this was like two weeks ago
0: it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up
1: and that really goes in yeah okay and
2: don't you think that completely fits into your childhood dream i'll say the epiphany the epiphany one of my many epiphanies. maybe a bit of context okay so the first bit of context is that i listen to the ricky gervais show with ricky gervais Stephen merchant and carl pilkington every night of my life and probably have done since i was about 14 15 years old and i literally listen to old things i know them off by heart they're kind of like as i'm going to sleep i just listen to them they're like my loves they're my kings
1: it's them kind of dying of laughter like kind of jumping around the room like bouncing off the walls being insane
2: and I can't get enough I, honestly when I first found this when I was like I maybe 13 even I remember where I was when I heard it and I just thought What the fuck is this? This is perfect. This is hysterical. I need to know everything about them. And I'm still obsessed with them, like literally 10 years later. And I've never had a dip in my love for them, really, which is quite mad. They probably mean the most to me of any celebs, which is hilarious. Yeah, all right. I said a little bit of context. (laughs) So it's like so they're so problematic. It's like it's not like okay, so I love Gina Martin. I know like, I love Ricky Gervais. Yeah, yeah. It's like God, it's not who you want to admit. because also I disagree with so much that he says.
1: Well, I think he's I think he's quite known for being hot.
2: Hot. Yeah. Oh well, I I'm, I disagree. Although I don't. Okay. I don't as well. But <laughs> my big epiphany was, so I have always thought, okay, so Ricky's obviously really successful. Stephen Merchant is his co-writer of The Office Extras. They, they work together and he is less famous. And I've always perceived it as, oh, he's less successful. I almost feel a bit bad for Steve. I almost feel like, oh God, it didn't go as planned. That's awkward. But I had this huge epiphany because I was like to my sister, <laughs> random, which one would you rather be? Ricky, Steve or Carl? And she said, <laughs> Steve. I'd rather be Steve, obviously, because he doesn't have the ego of Ricky and he doesn't have to do any of that press, but he gets to write all the stuff and he gets to be behind the scenes. And I was like, you're so fucking right. And I had this big moment where I realised, you've been going for the surface level. Your pinnacle of success is the person that's hosting the Golden Globes. Just the person, just the person that is present the most. No. The figurehead of glory. A true Slytherin. You're going for the Mockingjay. Don't go for the Mockingjay. Go for the people behind it go for Hamage. Mm-hmm. do not do that you imbecile well it's stunning i think this year has been massive
1: for people's egos
2: I just think looking at the old signifiers of success or to be honest, current signifiers of success which are money, fame glory, just like wealth basically, glory, Slytherin vibes I think this year has really reshaped um, kind of, you've got to get her she's got yeah. to get her priorities straight or whatever that quote is I was
1: thinking of wicked after they say about like the Triwizard Cup <laughs> and I thought that's literally alienate anyone who
2: listens <laughs> just leave it
1: that's rubbish <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rubbish, you don't know what you're doing (laughs) that's rubbish
2: (laughs) I love when they're like crumb (laughs) crumb crumb like Victor I love you Victor Victor, I do When we're about my heartbeats only for you. Okay. Yeah. Um If you look at the old signifiers of success. So 2020, hey? <laughs> this year has realigned everyone's priorities of like, no, it's actually health, safety, my family. My priorities are very, very much based in the domestic sphere now. I've kind of mm. returned to the 1930s. <laughs> yeah.
1: I agree. But then I also think it's annoying that
2: I was saying yesterday again off the pod. Fuck, we need to just record everything and then do the best of the week. I know everything Best of we the say. week, right? Um, yeah, he's tr- said. <laughs> yeah best (laughs) of sevian
1: wing i was saying just yesterday (laughs) that i was nostalgic for like the april quarantine yeah
2: tiger king banana bread vibes
1: in a local way obviously i'm not nostalgic for like global pandemic vibes because i'm really happy to see lots of other countries and lots of other people um move on from covid safely but in the way that in april if i went on instagram i was confronted with even the most glamorous people telling me to stay home and it the novelty and the romantic aspect of struggling through a pandemic which i think is important to romanticize your life in whatever shape it takes obviously at least in a private sense at least in your own mind be intentional with the way that you are not only navigating your wins but also like struggling with your deepest and darkest struggles but i think the problem is that yeah like we've all gone back to this private domestic sphere but i actually think we had in april but now it's become more sophisticated in the shape that it's taken and actually the facade is still very much are there it's almost like we'll do quarantine the best you've ever done quarantine be productive in the best productivity you've ever been productive before like everyone else's quarantine looks better than yours whereas before and obviously this is a really binary and like reductive way of looking at it, but I think when the when this is all very new stay at home and return to the domestic sphere. <laughs> it was quite like everyone was finding a new the new, the new normal everyone was finding a new normal but everyone was finding a new way of dealing with things
2: I love how everyone that said that kind of thought they were the first one to say it it's like no you've heard that about a million times that's why you're saying it aye, aye, aye. whereas now I just think the
1: lies have become more sophisticated so and and no one's telling you to like it's, it's just not cute anymore it's now it's like oh everyone's looking back it's like shit they kind of wrote a book and two albums in that quarantine and i have just been working from home every day from nine to five do you know what i mean so i think it just becomes more sinister the the roots the patterns the behavior the ways that we find a way to compare ourselves to others will just become more
2: sophisticated as things are stripped away because also you're confronted with the reality of you could have done all of this stuff you could have written but you've had all, you've had all the time but you didn't you chose not to and I think that's one of the most painful bits of it of okay so I could have done all of these things but I didn't and it's like actually redefining what you actually want because it's all there's almost like if you really wanted it would you have just done it do you actually want that or is that something you've a narrative you've held on to for years and years and years I don't know
1: yeah because it's the same as looking at like a celebrity and thinking well if i had a private chef i'd be eating the most healthy i'd be so skinny i'd be doing this every day and it's like no you wouldn't you would still be going to the mcdonald's drive through yeah and there's nothing wrong with that no that sounds stunning but i think it's easier to get ourselves out of the misery that we have in the reality of our day-to-day it's easier to
2: romanticize like an alternate parallel universe version of you if these things had happened then i would be this and i think that's why people hold on to when i'll be a size six i'll be this when i have a boyfriend i'll do this when i've got a million pounds i'll do this it's, like, it's very nice to be like... So the one thing stopping me from being happy is that I don't have a million pounds. And it's, like, it's actually not about a million pounds. It's that you feel shit about a load of stuff in, you, in yourself. I think you have some responsibility
1: in there, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And obviously there are major constraints put on us in the shape of class, gender, race, ability, all of those things. And I also think don't look down on people and assume that if you were in their position, you'd be doing things differently. Because I guess we'll never know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I guess we'll never I know. I guess we'll never know. We had so many messages of people saying they came out as lesbians or came out as bi came out as gay we have (laughs) dare i say the
1: floss effect i'm joking
2: okay funny isn't it the the second the male gaze is kind of taken back a tiny bit there's kind of a cohort of women realizing that they're gay Mm. i just think it's really interesting especially with like the rise of tiktok and all of this stuff during lockdown and during 2020 i guess the access to information and kind of other people's lives and especially like the whole narrative like you're either on gay tiktok or you're on straight tiktok and it's like actually mm, pretty yeah. much everyone is on gay tiktok it turns out well everyone in the circles i i'm in yeah, everyone is yeah. on gay tiktok
1: well it's almost
2: straight tiktok is trump tiktok you do not want to be there and anything else is normal tiktok it's kind of i guess it's addison ray i don't really know what's going on in straight tiktok it's kind of the hype house yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Bryce yeah (laughs) don't know who these people are (laughs) just names I've heard but yeah I think that there's something really amazing about the amount of people that have kind of realized that heteronormative ideals are not serving them and it's like actually I don't want to there's this trend on TikTok that I fucking love where it's like the audio is like I hate wasted potential that shit tears you apart it really does <laughs> and then it's like da-da, da-da, da-da. and it's like watch me glow up or like watch me um come out of my straight girl phase yeah. and realize I'm bi or whatever and there are like photos of them in like um to that little audio and it's a photo of them in like their kind of Abercrombie and Fitch t-shirt yeah like, when they're like 13 and then it goes on and on and now they're like so stunning so hot like so themselves and beautiful and it's like god this year has been like growth this year has been huge for like people coming out which i obviously love a
1: lot of navel gazing going on this year i think
2: no other option but to go if you can't go outside you might, might as well go inside
1: yeah so true though right
2: might as well go inside your own head so true yeah it's true
1: i think people haven't been finding so much distraction yeah or they've been finding new ways to distract themselves but i think a lot of people have found that in questioning themselves because it's true it's like if you have been spoken down to your whole life but now suddenly you're an essential worker it's like oh so you do value me or you value me enough to sacrifice me
2: you're gonna clap for me but you're not gonna pay me Okay, yeah. fine yeah it's, it's a bizarre fucking thing i think it's
1: meant that a lot of people obviously have had to evaluate their purpose in life when you think everything has been stripped from you and also it's been um a catalyst for people to
2: live more authentically well there's there's no nothing that breeds like authentic god this is the authentic episode authenticity Mm. like being on your own being isolated from everyone you're just with kind of your family or like a few people or on your own and it's just like actually what do i want to do and i think this is why people didn't write two albums and write a book as they thought they would at the beginning of the year with their like naive optimism because it's like actually you want to watch tv actually you want to find out that you're a lesbian Mm -hmm. fuck like there's actually a lot more important things that aren't intertwined with capitalism that you want to be doing Actually, you haven't. You never got around to watching Game of Thrones, and you want to finish that. There's just more, there are more important things than oh fuck. Well, I've got to write my novel, and I've got to do that. It's like actually, no, fuck off.
1: Yeah, I completely, I completely agree. So true because, I, and I also think it's being taken out of society while still performing with a digital society. Yeah, and then one day being put back into the physical society. Again, we were saying the other day, and I've said this to so many people, like this year, I feel like I've just been every week was just trying on a new me. Did I like that fit for size? No, try on a different one next week. Okay, and someone next week, I'll be someone else. And actually, I loved this message that we got. Oh, I love this so much. They said they're proud of themselves this year for being better than the sum of their phases. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love. So true. Love. Because it's... All of us this year have had to go through so many different phases just to get through, just to get to the other side of it. We're adaptable, turns out. It's like, yeah, maybe you did have that phase where you did two albums and a novel. Maybe you did. But then you also did all of these other things. We've been just been... And I think that just is age too. Just try on different things for size and see how it goes. But I I think it's less attachment to outcome and more attachment to like authentic experience and
2: like the process the journey the journey yeah. yeah i love that that's so great doing the work did we do our work this week we never said what we did affirmation vibes which you know we're a big fan of affirmations yeah so tell me your affirmations my affirmation is okay so so we said for everyone to do affirmations self-acceptive affirmations and i completely forgot about this to be honest but it turns out i've been doing them anyway and i told you my affirmation that i made up the other day yeah can i repeat it back yeah let's see if you can this is one that just came to me i was going to sleep and it just was replaying and replaying in my head it's a weird word that's why why it's oh yeah i relinquish yeah uh, i don't remember what you relinquish <laughs> this <laughs> is do why i remember that you can tell it was made up in a delirious mind but it's just stuck <laughs> and I, it just gives me a feeling and i love it it's feel free to use this too i relinquish all control and trust the timing of life so stunning affirmation. and i have picked those words very carefully to not say my life i want it to be of life of life on this earth and i just think it's so stunning Mm. to me it's like just fucking surrender to this universe and see what happens it doesn't mean you can't have goals and all of this stuff but if you live authentically within yourself just trust that something will happen trust trust that you're going in a direction but it's also incredibly wanky and also fuck fuck everyone that does affirmations
1: well affirmations kind of are we are kind of a bit wanky but i think that would be so useful to so, so many people wrote in saying that the thing that they're scared most for in their future is uncertainty. Yeah. We must have... I literally have seen the word uncertainty about 500 times this morning, and I normally see it,
2: like, one time. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the idea of running out of time. It's like, I'm running out of time. It's like coming from this... It's like, for what? A mentality of lack and desperation of shit. I need to, like, gather up all the time I have and be really productive. It's like, no, I relinquish all control and trust the timing of life. Yeah. It's like fucking... Chill out, chill out. I love that. I think it's one of my main problems in life that I'm inherently a control freak. Well, it's funny. We were, again, we were saying, because I think I'm really laid back
1: and I'm like blah, 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 and just like perpetually unfazed i would have always thought i'm not a control freak but until you realize that you are a control freak and you're like fuck yeah those two things can coexist i can be kind of really laid back in relationships in x y and z
2: but also be a control freak with my own state of production for example i think you can easily trick because i think people would look at me and maybe think i'm not a control freak because it's kind of like I don't really have external i don't perform externally as controlling i kind of think i would come up as a bit of a woohoo not controlling type not very yeah. ti- not very type a for example yeah but actually it's v- i'm very it's kind of holding yourself to high standards that are actually unproductive in the end and all of this stuff i think it's actually like take a look inside and where where your behaviors are actually coming from more often than not they're coming from a need to control control and kind of orchestrate your life like against your own goodwill <laughs>
1: completely that yeah and it's just the preoccupation with yourself as not like a full being but yourself as something to be perceived and to be like built it's like ultimately it's more important for you to be perceived as someone who wrote two books over quarantine than the reality of who you would be if you did that exactly you don't really care to be the person who does that but you want to be seen as the person who does that
2: it's so fucking true
1: waste of time waste of time
2: preoccupation with perception waste of time waste of fucking time one girl did write in and say that she's just got her book published i saw that congrats that she wrote during quarantine just to make us all feel bad um <laughs> one girl actually did get her book published um, let me find that one because it's re- it's really beautiful i submitted a novel i wrote to a scheme and now it's going to be published with like a celebration emoji honestly This calls for celebration. I'll be raising my wine
1: glass of Pepsi Max to you tonight.
2: (laughs) That's what I've been doing i think also i think we should all really take a minute now to realize how far we've come Um, i'm quite like it's a hand-holding moment should we hold hands with the listener let's all hold hands everyone let's all hold virtual hands around the globe i'm really feeling that actually do you know what it's reminding me of though yeah i'm really feeling the hands but it's reminding me of but it's reminding me of that scene in us where they all hold (gasps) hands around the earth (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God! <laughs> That's just what it freaked me out. I freaked myself. Out. One way to ruin a moment.
1: That's horrific. I Everyone's got their jumpsuits on. <laughs>
2: That's disgusting. <laughs> if you haven't seen that film, it's my—it's probably my favourite film on earth, but it's terrifying. Ugh. It gives me shivers to think about it. That's spooky. That's a spooky thought. But we're all holding hands around
1: the earth. I was thinking of the Inbetweeners film where they're sat around the fire and he's like, yeah, like, what do you want to throw? He's like, um, discrimination. He's like, I said that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
1: <laughs> (laughs) i'm actually a really big in betweeners fan all of a sudden
2: that's so funny because i've been re-watching we watched the the first movie which i because i couldn't remember what happened i was like i know the second one off by heart but what is the first one
1: in the second one they go down the slide and and there's poo in the slide oh shit yeah
2: yeah. so good (laughs) i wonder if people outside of the uk know the in betweeners they don't there was an american version called like four four in one or something i remember like that getting roasted though I remember seeing like a scene by scene comparison of that and being like, "The Americans are so dumb; they don't get it." They... <laughs> like my racism was coming out. Like, uh, the US do not have a good sense of humor. <laughs> when I was like just fourteen or whatever, really in my up my own ass. It's so funny. We're just repeating everything you get told.
1: Which I think we do at fourteen, but also you keep doing. That's why everyone's yeah. saying, oh, "I
2: wrote two books in
1: quarantine." Because like, yeah, we we never stop just repeating what's being sold to us.
2: Okay, so should we have a hand holding moment? Everyone hold hands with um, the, f- the fictional person next to you. Oh, I'm holding both hands. Yeah, same. I've got both up here. So I've got <laughs> on one side and <laughs> on the other. I was going to say, <laughs> I just
1: said two usernames. <laughs> look if you think we don't know who the fuck you are listening if you've been participating with us online we know you i notice when your profile picture changes yeah you,
2: fully I, I remember we had a comment before we started we were saying if you notice thingies profile pictures change it's like yeah well, no we're <laughs> a fucking obsessed with you all <laughs> we like know you okay let's hold hands if you message in if you're one of the people that like messages in a lot we know we know you by name we know you yeah we know what you're up to <laughs>
1: we see you when you're
2: sleeping <laughs> we're outside your window right we now. know when you're pretending to fake an <laughs> orgasm <laughs> holding hands everyone we have come so far this year so far we've grown in ways that we never imagined all of those ways all of those things
1: that you overcame in 2020 i see you for that this is your moment if you haven't been praised enough this year i am praising you you are mind-blowingly amazing you're gonna have to beat that little squeak blow that out no way it's real we're just going authentic for authenticity authenticity just the biggest fan of you always and Sephi biggest fan of you too thanks so much for coming on this incredible journey this <laughs> year <laughs> <laughs>
2: biggest fan of you (laughs) too what a time we've had what a time this has been this is actually quite crazy i'm kind (laughs) of gonna cry (laughs) i kind of i'm feeling a lot of wind in my hair all of a sudden i feel like i'm out in a big field somewhere (laughs) i'm feeling a lot of eyes on me Mm -hmm. basically if you've been here we sincerely thank you from the bottoms of our Hearts, souls, egos.
1: Yeah, if this is the only episode of ours that you catch, we are eternally grateful and really hope that you have been enjoying yourself, not just listening to the pod, but in your life. I hope you're having a pleasant life right now. And while some things might be unpleasant, here you are getting to the other side of them. I could not be a
2: bigger fan of you right now. Big fan of you and all your work. Honestly, you thought your year would go in one way and it's gone completely the other way, and you've grown in one. Ways that you would have never imagined in your wildest dreams, you would not have thought this was possible. Your wildest dreams, are a bit far, actually. <laughs> you never, in your wildest dreams, thought that we would be talking to you right now, right now, Harry. I now speak <laughs> directly direct you. You to have you. One hour, one hour, one hour. <laughs> Genuinely, thank you guys. If we can ask one thing of you, <laughs> <laughs> don't say we don't treat you. I've just remembered we <laughs> thought we'd do something at the very end. <laughs> Now I've got you. If I can just ask one thing of you, is that you would leave us a review on Apple, because it really does mean the world to us, the universe to us, when you leave us a review, because Apple love it. They love, love, love it.
1: Well, I haven't, I don't really know if they do love it. They haven't seen, I haven't heard from them, told me they like it, but I like <laughs> it. I know that much. I know it makes me cry, so.
2: I've heard that Steve Jobs um, has wet dreams over reviews, so let's try and do it for him.
1: Alright. Right, right is he dead steve jobs he's dead now isn't he yeah yeah rip well god bless capitalism god rest his soul should we leave it here let's
2: leave it here oh we'll see you next yeah we're having one week off and we'll be back yeah if you'll allow us one seven days of peace come on seven days
1: seven days of peace collect ourselves collect our thoughts Rest and,
2: and we'll be back again see you there see you then